Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good night, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Diasport Children of Indenture. With me, Alex Bacchus. I use they, them pronouns, and we're continuing our conversation with Fuzzle in this episode, 3B. You can find our past conversation, episode 3A, on any of our streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. And don't forget to check out the web page of our Digital Humanities site online. You can find the link in our Instagram bio, and you can follow us on Instagram at Diasport Children of Indenture. And you can follow Fuzzle on Instagram at Fuzzle underscore Sher Muhammad. In this part of the episode, we're getting much more into the conversation about dance, but also continuing a little bit about being Surnami Hindustani, descending from South Asian indenture in Suriname and living at the heart of empire in the Kingdom of the Netherlands. Let's get into it, hey? Enjoy! How did you get into dancing? And can you tell us about your dance forms? Uh, yes, well, how did I get into dancing? I mean, I'm reclaiming that narrative constantly. And where I'm at right now with that narrative is that I really started dancing as a young kid, uh, in particularly when I was around the age of nine or ten, in front of the TV, copying uh, choreographies of video clips on MTV and TMF, uh, which is the Dutch uh, music broadcasting agency uh, they, they just started broadcasting those uh, um, yeah MTV and TMF at that time uh, but it was also particularly a form of resistance for me in the unfortunately violent household I was growing up in um, I would stay up till late night and just dancing in the living room claiming that space uh, but I would also record uh, a lot of uh, video clips um, and, and learn those choreographies uh, from my body. And this is also when I actually really started developing a, fa a fascination for just the body because I was very much aware as a kid that the body that I had at that time was not going to be the same body uh, as I grow older. Uh, and also, of course, looking at or copying the movements from uh, yeah, dancers, pop stars who are just older than me. Um, so this is kind of where it started. Um, and then if I make a huge jump forward, uh, it was only until the age of uh, 20 uh, when I started uh, taking my first dance classes. And I was actually in Egypt when I, when I was doing my um, uh, studies there uh, for half a year. I mean, I was studying Arabic already in the Netherlands, and uh, but we were for, going for one semester there to study. And I started, uh, I joined a, a Palestinian Dabka group. So okay. actually it was another dance of resistance, which uh, totally had kind of drawn my attention. and. Uh, this was also just immensely powerful because it became the dance was immediately political. We were immediately transferred with uh, political knowledge and uh, historical awareness uh, of the region, which I already had to some extent because I was kind of focusing on uh, on the region already. But yeah, that was that was quite special. And then when I returned to the Netherlands, I uh, um, actually was 
was was having just before I went to Egypt. I I was uh, suffering from my first um, problems of the of a hernia uh, in oh. my lower back, and I didn't know it at that time. But I was uh, pretty yeah um, physically disabled i would say in the mornings especially but throughout the day in egypt even though i was dancing but i i mean unfortunately i cannot show you how i was walking or how i was coming out of my bed at that time but it was interesting because my my awareness or my kind of my feeling around it was completely switched off i totally mm. ignored what was happening with me but then when i came back to the netherlands i did feel like okay i have to take care of this and I have to find an approach to the body which um, will help me to heal from this um, and then I stepped into contemporary dance and the teacher that I met at the time was already was really great uh, and very quickly because she was also giving improvisation class and there, there was much more also in that in those classes there was much more of body awareness going on as well which was quite a contrast from what I had done so far I mean of course there's a certain level of body awareness in Palestinian Debka as well but the form is quite strict and there there is different uh, um, layers of dance which were more important there right also like the communal aspect was very important in the Depka but in the contemporary dance we were very much busy with finding our yeah the, it, in, inside of ourselves this, a, a certain urgency for expression to put our emotions in a particular way in phrases that would adjust according to our bodies um, so and then, and then and around that period I also started doing yoga and uh, that also very much shaped the way in which I started moving uh, in improvisation classes. Uh, yeah, and from there on really like we, we go on a journey of going from everywhere and nowhere. Like, like I can name out a few of them. But eventually I, I ended up doing Buto, which is Japanese. Um, well, often people would say lifestyle um, uh, originating uh, uh, during the era of the Cold War. And it is a very, I, I find it a very spiritual, but also very holistic approach to the body and dance. Um, and this also really grew uh, in particular throughout the years. Uh, the spiritual dimension, uh, which was completely and fully embraced in, in certain practices, right? More so than in contemporary dance. I mean, contemporary dance obviously can also be very spiritual or is very spiritual, but talking about it in that way, uh, it's that's that's more, yeah, that's very contested. It's It can also be problematic sometimes for some people. But in Bhutto but, and also in whirling, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, Zar, Gnawa, um, these are kind of, kind of all actually more traditions, rituals, uh, in uh, Sufi traditions in particular, um, in North Africa, Middle East, um, which kind of very much started inspiring me, the state of trance. Um, so many different practices uh, throughout the years have kind of, yeah, I have encountered with because I, I I started developing 
more this sense, yeah, kind of sensitivity for what I actually need and feel in dance. And that is this, this state of trance and the state of also being able to connect with the non-physical and beyond the physical state, um, even though you use the body very much as your as your tool to enter those that other dimensions or states. So yeah, that's in short. That was that was very powerful. Wow, you even answered my 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 next questions too. But oh, thank you, thank you for sharing that. I guess my question is, I guess to respond to that quickly is, would you say those all of those different mediums that connect with different decolonial methods and tools and traditions, would you say that all of those mediums today are still the mediums that you, or the the genres of dance you connect with and and and. Uh, and use today in your performances or are there some that were part of your training and part of your past and formation but there are others that today are the may are your main go-to dance forms wow what a difficult question actually uh might sound simple to some uh others some listeners but for me it's actually a very difficult question um i totally embrace uh hybridity right mm -hmm. uh, so this is what i do in in the way i create work and that also means that on the one hand i completely acknowledge and embrace all that i come from and at the same time i will refuse to say that well this particular part of my dance belongs to that genre or that particular part of my dance belongs to this genre or this work has a bit more of that genre and because this is not who I am this is not how my identity is composed this is not how my life is composed uh, and even if I speak specifically about identity I feel often uh, a resistance towards this idea of growing up between two cultures mm -hmm. because this is not I didn't grow up between two cultures. I grew up in a multitude of realities. And even within the community I grew up in, there I am very aware, maybe also very rich in an understanding that uh, that that people experience and live their Surinamese Hindustani identities uh, in very different ways. So coming from that kind of upbringing as well like being multicultural in the neighborhood where i grew up in being multicultural from the country where my parents came from but also the multiculturalism from india right where my great-grandparents came from i mean actually the, the whole south asian subcontinent because again as something that we made clear before the urdu and is a very important part of how I am shaped as well as a human being, right? Um, anyways, it th 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 this totally reflects in, in, in my dance. So I do find it difficult to say that there is one particular style or genre which I uh, connect more with than, than others. They have all shaped me and they, okay. they, still, they still shape me till today. And uh, I acknowledge all of them and I embrace them. I definitely do not want to reject them. Uh, yeah. How does your ethnic identity relate and overlap with your art form? And what does dance mean in your culture? 
Yes, uh, a lovely, lovely question. Uh, really, also a, a, another question, which in one way for me sound would could sound very simple, but it's so in, immensely complex. Um, the, in, That's the, the truth th about identity. It is complex. It is not a five cent. It's not a five word sentence. It is a. It's a whole book. It's, it's a whole, whole it's a series. It's a it's series. A whole series. <laughs> Many... yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Like of course I I, I mean I grew up with Baitagana and Chutney and I mean these are the first parties I started going to when I was a kid, you know, in, in when I was around 15, 16. Of course in weddings as well already. But I would say the weddings in our family are a little bit, well, let's say, boring. <laughs> Very much. The shade oh, comes out, the shade comes out of the podcast. <laughs> exactly. So in the, we, what we call dancy, dancies, or like dansavond in Dutch, uh, which are like the Surinamese, like dance nights, uh, or even also the moments when we would go as uh, boromang, which means yeah something like the person who will 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 kind of try to find a way in front of the line but but actually what boromang means in our culture is is, is especially the, the guys but also the girls uh, who would go to weddings where we were not invited to um <laughs> but just go because we know in those venues there are always some like Surinamese Hindustani weddings going on and that that's those were the places where I would dance my ass off a little bit more and um, and of so these genres have of course totally shaped my body it has shaped my my sense of rhythm it has kind of brought the fire inside of my soul it's also like totally like sexual energy uh, has been embraced for me through those dances and and if i reflect up on my dance today um I, I i am aware of the sexual energy which i put into my dance uh and and that awareness again really started from from there um so but but those styles um at the same time are i never make them explicit interestingly enough right this is what what, what i'm becoming more aware of as we're having this conversation uh, and I'm asking myself this question, like, why am I actually not making these genres explicit? So probably you're inspiring me to make another work. So I will come back on that one in, uh, okay. in the next episode, maybe. Who knows? Okay, but, okay. But yeah, season two, you come back. Season, season two, you come two back to the I podcast. Back. And, and then we make a trailer and maybe we even dance together. Oh my gosh. Maybe. What is your favorite thing about dancing? And uh, do you have a favorite dance performance? Ooh, um, well, my favorite thing about dancing totally is that I can go deep into um, different feelings, emotions uh, um, that I have in my everyday life uh, and how I can transform those feelings uh during the dance um 
yeah so that can of course range from my uh from joy uh to sexual desire but also uh the state of trance right uh going into other spaces setting an intention also with my dance uh allows me to go deeper in uh yeah into certain directions um so what what i did not do when i was younger but which is has definitely become very important to me um that i also share with my artistic practice is that dance is a space to connect with ancestry dance is a space to feel inside of my body where there are certain tensions where there is space but also how these tensions shift and to what parts of my body they shift and because of course i dance is really part of my everyday life you discover patterns and by under trying to understand those patterns and relating them to to everyday experiences in situations talking to people or ending up in conflicts i can also start yeah start understanding much better like okay so this problem in my lower back and the tension that i can feel still sometimes is deeply rooted in moments when i feel for example very dislocated from uh the space i am in unsafe a lack of safety and uh and and it brings up literal pain uh, it's 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 a deep pain it's an ancestral mm-hmm. pain that i can i really can carry around in in my lower back um and that's just one example and this is and this this journey of healing really is what i find most fascinating about dance um joy is part of it um but maybe yeah it's it sounds also maybe a bit weird but I feel that in uh, in the dances that we also uh, grew up in, from uh, the cultures that I kind of also have been shaped by, which are not only the Indo-Caribbean cultures, but also um, many other uh, cultures, right? Turkish dances, uh, or like they the, the, like their Moroccan dances. We we often engage with each other through the intention of entertainment joy and celebration beautiful mm-hmm. they're very very beautiful intentions but they are much more easy and accepted to access and the moments when i really started to learn that dance and the body is also a space to do healing and connect with trauma and to connect with your pain instead of being uh, um, disencouraged to dance even in the first place right i mean that's what people often even tell me throughout the have been telling me like oh you're such a great dancer i wish i could also dance like that but i have this and this and that in my body or i have a pain or you know i'm not trained and i'm like no but this is this is exactly where we need to break so much stigma that we have been transferring on one another um throughout throughout i mean decades um, more probably um uh and centuries so yeah this is dance as healing it actually uh, these coming days are going to be like a series of very beautiful interesting conversations 
and on set saturday sunday we're going to meet with the masala movement crew people here in the netherlands and uh, people from germany coming over as well and then monday i'm going to have a conversation with the corso theater who are organizing the india dance festival every it's a biannual dance festival here in the netherlands and i have a shitload of critique for them there are all these things that i've been already like 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 chewing on in the last weeks i feel that we are so much restricted to imagine ourselves within the framework of a nation state and the, an ethnic group right or maybe a few ethnic groups um what india is to me is very much a space of which i know very 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 little even though i deeply grew up with bollywood right and totally relating to the bollywood dance genres and a lot of the classical indian dance styles that are being performed within uh, within bollywood like from kathak to uh, bharatanatyam uh, and so on and um if we look at how this is being imagined here in the Netherlands right now, then you see that we are being offered that space, right? The India Dance Festival does that. It, 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 it makes this connection between us as Surinamese Hindustani people here and India. But it skips everything in between. And it even skips the fact that we are Surinamese Hindustani. This is also one of the reasons why continuously emphasize Surinamese Hindustani. Here in the Netherlands, I feel that we have a lack of sensitivity of Hindustanis being part of a much larger, broader group of people with a much bigger history, right? Being Indo-Caribbean, for example, but also coming from indenture in uh, uh, from the South Asian subcontinent. Um, so it's 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 th th this already complicates the, the whole story and then i i do relate on the one hand but this again is bollywood right when i look into the homes that home i grew up in and even my friends and all the other families that we would walk around and about we would not practice katak or bharatanatyam or any of those classical dance styles we were uh, dancing the styles we've been talking about before the chutney the maybe bhangra would be also something that is became more popular right or raga muffin uh, as a genre, right, which is kind of this fusion of reggae dance hall and 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 soca as well, again in uh, in Caribbean communities, um, but which became very popular amongst Caribbean communities. Um, so, but th but then when 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 again when I go back to this imagination of 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 what that is, I feel that we um, often lose so much of the hybridity that always has existed and i have a feeling that i have i am still very much craving and in need uh to connect more with um well i, I like to work use an arabic word for it the, the shabby 
you know, the shabby kind yes, of yes. dance genres in India. You know, like what we have here, oh. the, the Baitaganas that we have, like they're, they're like a range, the multitude of these kind of genres as well in India, but we often don't see them. We don't like to portray them. We don't like to share them. We don't like to investigate them. And on top of that, they all, so what is happening also in, in this India Dance Festival, as I was talking about here in the Netherlands, like it is the most renowned dance Indian or Indian festival even or Indian inspired festival here in the Netherlands uh, but it it reproduces this kind of uh, uh, hierarchy a notion of the elite elitarian genres styles dances versus and, and, and of course, everything that does not belong to that will not even be included in, in, in the scope of a festival as such. But they will, what will happen is that those Indian classical dances will be fused with contemporary elitarian dance genre style approach. And I find that deeply problematic again, right? Because we are not fusion. We are way more than that. We are hybrid and we need space to connect as well with our multicultural Surinamese and broader Indo-Caribbean legacies. Um, so yeah, th th this is, th and this also is being reproduced in this, this understanding of what is being considered professional, uh, what is considered as amateur, even within our own communities. Right? So we will, we will also kind of, yes, yeah, somebody is a bit more when you're doing Bharatanatyam or Kathak, then for the people who know, it's a bit more like, okay, that is a bit more like, that's very like amazing that you can do that. You're so skilled. But for a lot of people, it, th there's also a huge disconnect there because a lot of people do not understand uh, what is being said in those dances. They do not understand the language which is being the refined language which is being expressed through uh, the Katak or, or Bharatanatyam. Um, so, I mean, I'm having a lot of beautiful conversations about this as well with, with local dancers here. I mean, I love all those dances, I love all those genres, but I do, I do wish for more, um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of more egalitarian approach to, mm -hmm. uh, to, to all these different genres and styles. Yeah, like what do people dance on the streets? Like, hello. I think the word you said, shabby, raksa shabby, it means like the dance of the people in yeah. English. It's like the people's dance, the people's like, I guess we don't have such a great word in English, but it really just translates as to of the people. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that those are really interesting points to consider as, as we reconcile all these different layers of living in diaspora. No, totally. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I can talk for for a very long time about this, but this, I think, I hope you you understand a little bit what, what why I answer this question in in that particular way. And yeah, I guess that does respond to like it responds to all the the, the five questions that Pusifak, I love how you were able to keep count, but however many questions it touches on all of those different things. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, indeed, because I'm wondering, I'm looking at the questions as well. Were there more questions that you were really like also feel, feel urgent to, to talk more about or? No, but uh, yeah. is there is there anything else you'd like to add? Is there anything uh, um, 
anything particular that you didn't get to touch on that you felt was not or asked in these questions um Well, uh, maybe I can make just a statement, a last statement about dance, okay. you know, because I mean myself uh not having a well, maybe I should also already start rephrasing that. You know, myself coming from this hybrid reality of dance and really tapping into my different histories of dance as a child growing up as forms of resistance, as a way of healing, as a way of communi- communality like creating and building communities. um celebrating entertaining dance is so multifaceted right and dance really came to me both through like in classes through a, a bit of, which is a formalized way of transferring dance knowledge but it also came to me very much for a very big part actually in very informal settings where people would simply engage with each other in dance out of yeah a desire to communicate in that way with one another and when we talk dance i feel that we really need to decolonize uh our understanding uh of what dance is um especially because we often tend to um uh um what is the right word for it uh yeah we tend to value uh professional dances or the more elitarian dance genres above others and it has a huge impact on how some people then feel themselves being capable of dancing right it's 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 such a common thing that people would say to me fun like oh but i don't dance and i'm like but how can you say you don't dance like everybody dances you know like even if it's just sitting in your chair and just tapping your fingers on your knees or nodding your head just even bouncing a little bit you're already dancing you're already engaging in an act of movement which is inspired by the music or sounds that are around you in that moment um and and i i really think that we should embrace that more because i definitely hope and wish for more people uh like myself to to feel inspired to to share that with the world and to share that narrative uh without having had a, this formal education or having gone through these formal pathways of doing dance uh there is huge power in uh in all of these layers of the de- of dance and uh yeah i i hope we we can definitely connect more uh through dance on that deeper okay, level yeah. with one another that's really beautiful do you have any upcoming shows that you'd like to share with the audience or generally where can people check out more of your work um no i don't have any upcoming dates actually i uh, am refusing to perform dance till the end of this year myself uh because i am also myself really negotiating with what it means to be consumed as uh, as a dancer on stage even though even when it's my own work um there will probably be some performances coming up uh of analemma uh which is it is a, a a decolonizing club dance ritual centering queer people of color uh, but i won't be performing in it myself 
and um, but I will be performing again from next year. So yeah, just just check out my website and my Instagram to keep yourself updated. And uh, yeah, I, I'm at this moment looking forward uh, to this podcast coming online and some other uh, talks that we also gonna do are gonna come online. And um, yeah, because the, I feel that these conversations are also just very necessary and uh, will inspire others as well to again, deepen conversations and maybe to set about interesting collaborations as well in the future. Totally, totally. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to be part of this podcast episode, to be part of this project and to share your your knowledge, your insight, your, your um, uh, I feel like there's a better word for it, but your, the, the richness of all of this with, with me, but also with the audience uh, and hopefully uh, more and more people will be able to access this, uh, this podcast um, and be able to engage in the conversations themselves. Uh, we think about similar questions, uh, but um, it's been an honor having you on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor for you inviting me into this space and creating this. Uh, it's unique, uh, but it's urgent, I would it say. Is. Totally. Thank, Thank you. you.